right, folks, welcome to T-Watches a Scary Movie. Joining me today, you'll recognize as one of the main faces from the Child's Play Chucky franchise and the upcoming Sci-Fi USA TV show Chucky, debuting on October 12th on both networks. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Alex Vincent. Alex, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you, dude. Good to see you again. I'm doing real well. It's great to see you. Um, I know I, I literally just mentioned it there, but last time we saw each other would have been probably about four or five years ago. We ran a ran a couple shows here, a couple shows here in Denver. And man, you've been you've been burning the candle with a lot of like a lot of projects. It seems like since then now too. Well, uh, I mean, as far as the Chucky universe goes, uh, certainly one big project that we're all really excited about. Um, yeah. my my recording studio in Florida is just uh, always a, a rotating uh, place of creativity in different ways, bands and rappers and solo artists and film sound for film and stuff like that. So I'm always attached in uh, with a lot of creative people's projects all the time. As far as acting goes, Chucky was the big thing and it's back with a vengeance. Yeah. and. It's popular in your room right there too, huh? Oh, absolutely, man. Had to get, had to bring the doll out, had to make sure I had the poster out, which you were cool enough to sign for me back in the day and everything awesome. now too. And man, it's a, uh, it's funny because I remember having to spend like, I, I want to say as like six or $700 on this guy here. And on yeah, on this one, it, well, cause it was at the time to where, um, like I got it when this was, I think it was before, uh, before um, Curse came out. And okay. so um, you could only really get like those giant kind of uh, reproduced ones, like Hot Topic and like Spencer's and places like yeah. that were selling. And you got to get the Trick or Treat Studios one. If you're going to get any doll nowadays, the Trick or Treat Studios one. And I'm not I don't work for them or anything, but it's, <laughs> it's the closest to uh, the real real doll. To the real thing. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're really great. They're yeah. Really great. And we're going to talk a lot about Chucky here, but you brought up something I did want to follow up on because you mentioned your recording studios there, AV Productions and everything now. And one thing I, I found so interesting about your studio too is that, like you said, you know, you have bands coming in, you have rappers coming in, film sound and stuff like that, but you're doing so much there. It kind of seems like uh, kind of like a catch can for so many things because it looked like, if I saw it correctly, like you've even had like a few things like shot there as well too at your studio, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you have a space for creative people um, and from a business standpoint, you're trying to get money off the brokest people in the world, musicians and filmmakers, uh, you, you do have a wide, a wide net of uh, how you can help people. Um, yeah, the place is spacious. They've shot, we've shot a couple of music videos there and things like that. And, um, you know, scenes for shorts and stuff like that. Like, but it's not really a... Uh, sound studio for production like that but we've shot things there it's really a recording studio and it's it's separated it with a acoustically cut out live room that sounds great um you know for a live room you want a dead sound and it has that and uh and a really spacious control room and, and you know a comfortable green room in the back that kind of looks like my high school bedroom <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just a space to uh be comfortable and and get your your creative thoughts uh, recorded in high quality, so. 
coming through the studio and everything. Cause I know like, so yeah, obviously a part of that's like renting the space out and everything too there. But um, from the use of the studio, like has, has there been like uh, an, a certain act or any number of acts kind of coming through there that's kind of like caught your eye or caught your ear. That's like, Oh, like it's, it's actually been cool to see like these guys or this dude or this girl, or whatever, you know, record something there and then hear it and be like, actually pretty good yeah. Any, anything certainly. notable out of there certainly but i mean i'm, I'm more hands-on than that it's not like uh, i just have this uh building and other people are working on things i'm an audio engineer i went to school for for audio graduated full sail at the top of my class in 2009 um so i i am the engineer and producer of most of the projects that come through there and yeah you know i, I mean i've worked with hundreds of artists the past seven years and a lot of them are finding their way. A lot of them, it's their first few times in the studio and other acts are really have something solid going that they've been working on for a very long time. Uh, so I've had the privilege of working with some really incredibly talented people. Um, you know, the difference is, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the type of studio that has signed, you know, a Sony artist is gonna come to. It's not a multi-million dollar facility for music. It's more for people that, you know, uh, maybe have gone to home studios and want to step it up to an environment that's more professional and more conducive to sound, more geared towards, you know, that and only that. It's not a makeshift uh, room in a house, um, you know, and, and, and with engineers that really know their shit. So it, it's done a, on a professional level, but I'm not, I'm not bringing in, you know, I'm not going to have the newest radio artists there it's people that that want to spend money to take the engineering and tedious side of the process out of their hands so they can just be creative which is what you know they're supposed to be doing so and as an engineer there do you get to find that that allows you to keep you know your creativity just like running and flowing because i know like filming a tv show filming a movie and everything like that like you might do you know, you know, you might do two or three of those a year, depending on how long like shoots are and everything. Do you find that getting to uh, getting to work as an engineer and getting to work with all these artists and stuff just keeps, you know, your creativity and juices and everything just flowing and working in your head and everything? Uh, that's a great question. And it, I would say that it really sparks my creativity on a broad sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it keeps me thinking in those ways, often keeps me thinking about larger ideas of of things that I can do creatively, but it also kind of stifles it in the short term because my creative energy is usually put into other people's work all the time. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, you can only put out so much of that before you're exhausted to try to work on your own thing. Um, but I do have the space for it and I am starting to uh, segue towards a more uh, conducive environment for me to work on my own stuff while other people might be doing more of the the uh heavy heavy lifting for everyone else so i get you now i gotta hit it because i know you're a fan and everything and you mentioned something which you know i i knew about for sure but um i i can't let it pass up you said you went to full sale and we we know we know what happens at full sale there now um are you still are you still a wrestling fan are you still are you still watching oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I forgot you're such a big wrestling fan um <laughs> I'm not still watching. Uh, apologies, I've I've stopped quite a long time ago. I grew up a big wrestling fan. I was I was a kid in the '80s. I mean, everyone mm. was a big wrestling fan. It was it was uh, it was drama and spectacle, and it was awesome. And uh, 
yeah i i, lo- I loved it a lot as a kid and, and then i was a big i was a big sting fan growing up and yeah. then and then i was also a huge fan of the crow so when sting came back as the crow that recaught yeah. my attention for a couple years which was a good time to tune in with the nwo thing going on oh absolutely absolutely um, and their whole battle with WWF and everything, or WW, I guess it was already WWE during the yeah. Attitude Era, right? You know better than me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so then I, then I watched that for a few years, and then I kind of fell off of it. Um, I always respect it, though, you know? Yeah. Um, and... I know they're getting back to touring and everything, um, which actually brings a great question for you here. Um, last year, obviously, huge pandemic, things getting shut down, not a lot to do and stuff. And I know the convention scene, which, you, you know, um, that's that's one of the things that you love to do. Like you love interacting with your fans and, you know, promoting this thing that has been a big part of your life and a big part of a lot of people's life for a while there. And I know the convention scene, um, it, it changed a lot with everything that happened last year. And You've gotten to go back and do, you know, do a number of conventions. I know this year and everything as well, too. Um, what kind of changes have you seen? Uh, and I guess positive or negative compared to what you were seeing before everything that happened last year. What kind of changes have been coming into these kind of conventions compared to the way that they used to be ran when it comes to interaction and everything? I mean, I think the changes are rather subtle, honestly. Um I don't shake hands with people. I don't hug them. I, I we don't, you know, smoke joints together in the parking lot. We don't, <laughs> we don't uh, share drinks. Um, but besides that, you know, as long as long as you're respectful of other people's space and and um, you know, anyone who wants to wear a mask can. Anyone who you know is vaccinated, uh, that's their choice or not. But yeah, things have started to open up since the vaccines came around, I guess, yeah. where we're able to still continue to do this. And, um, you know, you just got to be careful. You got to be mindful, considerate, uh, fair to everyone around you. And, and, and as long as that happens, we're able to, to continue doing it. It's not as I, don't, I might not have to shake your hand, but we can talk like, you know, there's, there's always a space at the table between us anyway. So it, it really hasn't changed all that much. I can tell you that people were convention goers, people who really love going to conventions, just like everyone else who missed out on concerts, missed out on movie theaters and things that they love. Convention goers were very excited to get back out there. Uh, so once that opens up, uh, everyone who, who goes to these things just feel to be all the more appreciative of something that they love. You know, it was a reminder of their appreciation for the opportunity to do that. So the energy has been pretty good at them lately. Uh, and speaking of conventions, um, Chucky had a big presence at Comic-Con at home this year that focused on the legacy of Chucky and, you know, as a way to help promote the upcoming TV series as well, too. And it's a franchise that it's over 30 years old and it hasn't gone the route of a lot of other franchises out there where there's been like a ridiculous amount of films that have been put out. You know, it's not, uh, and it's not a knock, but you know, there's no, it's not like part 12, Chucky 13 in space or anything like that there. And in your opinion, what do you think the reason is over 30 years later that this franchise is still not only successful, but the love for it is just, it's, it's, it's as high as ever. It really seems with this. Well, first of all, uh, I mean, you're asking about the connection that people have to Chucky that I think is made at a very young age, uh, just by the, uh, you know, aesthetics of the doll intrigues, the eyes of children, 
as they did for you and as have for so many people. So I think, you know, aesthetically, people are already intrigued by this doll to begin with. It's become such a big part of pop culture that people are always excited about this character one way or another, um, or at least have opinions about it one way or another. Uh, but I think the fact that, you know, we made this movie in 1988. We made it in 87. It came out in 88. It's 34 years later. Um, if we had, Don had tried to make the first film or the second film seven times in a row, I think people would probably have been tired of, of that. We're, we're very fortunate by the fact that this doll is incredibly charming. And, and, and besides the fact that he's vicious and evil and horrible, uh, he's charming and he makes people laugh and people have uh, an affection for him. So th that connection has given us the opportunity to take the film franchise in many different directions and appeal to the comedic side of this character and of this story. And, uh, and you know, kind of self-referential in, in a sense, but commenting on ourselves uh, at some level, which has made us in each incarnation keep keep it interesting. Um, so now after Cult of Chucky, which set up uh, you know new rules and a new environment and all kinds of possibilities, uh, it's given us the opportunity to open this up to an extended format like you're going to see in this TV series in a way that we haven't been able to do before. And that's very, very exciting for us. And I think you guys are really going to love it. So I, I know we're excited for it. And you bring up, uh, you mentioned Don, who folks, if you don't know, Don Mancini, who is the, the godfather, the god, he's the creator of all of this here. And uh, another rare thing, again, about this franchise compared to a lot of other franchises out there is that Don has been pretty much involved with like all of this. Like it, it like, He's, he's, he's been there for 30 years and that's so rare for a franchise, uh, not just in horror, but just in general to retain like original creators who still have input all the way through. I say input, that's putting it mildly. Of course, you know, he's a yeah, driving he's a, he force. Was show, he was the showrunner of this yeah. show. I mean, it's, it's uh, but yeah, that, that cut to kind of consistency and the, the passion for the character that he helped, uh, I mean, that he did create and helped encourage, uh, uh, entire culture to uh, welcome and appreciate and support and get out there. And, you know, I mean, the passion of Chucky fans is unbelievable. I mean, you, you've seen it at conventions yourselves. I mean, uh, it's a popular person to dress up as. People really love the concept of the inanimate coming to life and trying to kill them. Uh, people relate to it on all kinds of ways. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I think the show is going to uh, give the fans of the series that have been around for a long time uh, a much further in-depth look at uh, the, the main character being Chucky himself and this universe around him that, that we've created over three decades now. Yeah, and the Chucky series. Um, after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos after a series of horrifying mur murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. And I, 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 I reading the synopsis and you know hearing about what this show is going to be about, it, it was super exciting because you're after Colt. 
I think a lot of us had it in our minds about where where everything could be going. And to see that we're now looking on just, um, and I know, obviously, you know, you're in the show, a number of other, other favorites are coming back to the show as well, too, there. But to see, like, a completely new cast of characters interacting with that, um, it, 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 again, y'all just have managed to keep it so fresh and exciting, and the possibilities seem to be endless, and nothing seems redundant, which is, which is incredible to see. Working now, 30 years later on this franchise versus your experiences doing it back, you know, 87, 88 and so on and everything. Um, what, what's changed for you? What's, what's changed, I guess, in the way that you're approaching Andy and the way that you're, if there is any change to the way that you're approaching the mythology of everything and how it just keeps evolving. Uh, well, you know, Andy, my, Andy's earliest memories in his life, are of Chucky, and so are mine. Uh, the parallels between that character and me are not, uh, you know, I, they're significant. We are we are one and the same in a lot of ways. Uh, we've been through a lot of the same things. Vital didn't try to kill people in my life, but he's been there since as early as I can remember has impacted my life profoundly in many ways. Um, so yeah, the, the being being a part of it and being able to continue to help tell this story with a character that I feel so attached to, and I always will, no matter what else I do, I'm attached to that character. And, you know, people talk about embracing that, like, I certainly embrace it. I mean, it's, it's made so many people happy over the years. And then there's nothing more important than that. So just being a part of it is uh, thrilling for me. And uh, I don't think anything's really different in the process of being Andy. It's, it's a character that I've grown along with, you know, uh, we're not independent of each other in that way. We've both kind of uh, been here for a long time. So coming back to him feels natural to me. And the new cast that's in it, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of new faces, obviously. And we got some we got some horror horror, horror royalty in there as well, too. Obviously, um, you know, we saw Devin Sawas in the show and everything. Uh, Alexa Doig is in the show as well, too. Uh, Zachary Arthur. Um, I'm curious, did a lot of these new faces um, talk to like, you know, you and Jennifer Tilly and Fiona about like what it means coming into this franchise and being a part of this family? Like, was there was there any kind of like transfer? or I you know like how is those those interactions well, with these new there's faces not, there's, not, there's nothing that official like that but everyone was really really sweet and excited I mean Zach who is the main protagonist he plays a character named Jake uh you know he met me and Christina Lee at the same time and his reaction was like total excitement you know he's 13 years old he's stepping into this big franchise you know um and yeah and he was a really sweet kid uh and they're really talented too. So, we're, you know, we're really happy to uh, welcome more talented, creative, energetic um, people and characters to this story. So, yeah, I think they're, they're super excited about it. And it, it seems like such a great environment because um, you, you've talked about it, uh, you know, numerous times over the years and everything like that. But y'all, y'all are really a family in this franchise and everything. And getting to go to work like with your with your family for the I, I think you said you were shooting this summer and everything um like is, is that just the, like what how is that feeling getting to work with your family again and I know you, you got to do it you got to do it with with Colt obviously but 
you get in to go get back and work with your family? Is it just picking up where things left off basically? And every day, like, Hey, you know, I, I think for any actor, um, having that kind of, you know, relationship with the people that you work with is really important to have a, a close knit relationship for someone like me, who's really not in the business that much. It's even more crucial. I mean, these are people that I love and trust and am comfortable with. Um, so, so to put myself back into that environment for, for this character who, and to give it the amount of, uh, respect and attention and passion, um, that I, everything that I can to give it all, every bit of me, it, uh, helps me so much that it's like a family situation between me and all of them. I mean, they're all very dear friends to me. Um, and this, yeah, this summer I got to spend a lot of time with Jennifer and Christine and Fiona and Don. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a family affair. Like uh, Don is kind of the godfather, as he said, of all of us. And there's, you know, not just Fiona and Brad, but uh, Christine and I, Christine is like my sister in real life. We talk every day and we have for over a decade. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it feels great to uh, put out something that, our fans that have been such a big part of our lives for our entire lives, basically, especially me, since I started so young, uh, to work together with them to give something to you guys is the coolest thing. It's a thrill. It's an honor, you know. And um, speak, speaking of Christine, I know that uh, myself, among a lot of other people, were absolutely stoked to see you show up in the uh, the post credit scene there of Curse. Wasn't yeah. expecting it and so huge. And then get to see you have such a big role. And then Christine come back to come at, at, uh, at the end of Colt there. And those are those are big moments. You know, we, we, we talk about things like, you know, Freddie versus Jason and the Necronomicon showing up there and everything like that. But Andy and Kyle showing up in the last two films was was huge. That, that was absolutely huge to see that. Um, and I have to ask with that there, and we'll see what you can say with that. Um, okay. be, because we love family. We, we love family. We're talking about family and everything like that as well, too. It would be remiss of me to not say uh, if there have been any kind of conversations or any hints of uh, maybe possibly seeing Catherine Hicks or Chris Sarandon pop up anytime. <laughs> I, I was you really carefully packaged that to me uh the way you asked that question um i i'm not going to tell you anything that's happening in the show it's it's not my place to tell you anything um i we we totally understand the fans desire to see their favorite characters uh come back to this thing so you know we'll see we'll see how things go uh, i can't speak on whether or not that happens or whether or not those actors would like to or whether or not the story leads that way. I mean, it, it's all it's all above above my level to to comment on. But uh, we, you know, we certainly appreciate and understand why it's exciting to tap into these these characters. I mean, they they we grew up with them. Yeah. You know, um, Chucky Chucky himself is not the only one from the franchise that people feel an affinity towards and a connection with. So. Uh, yeah, we're we're excited for the possibilities, and we'll see how the first season goes. It's going to be eight episodes, eight hours long, which uh, you know we we made seven films over thirty years, and now we have eight hours in one year. Yeah. Um, so so this has been very uh, ambitious and a lot of work, and it's taken 
an incredible dedication, um, you know, from from everyone, especially Don, to make this happen. So we we just couldn't be more excited because we happen to know that this is really great and you guys are really going to love it. So uh, it's exciting. It's right around the corner. And USA and sci-fi, they're, they're, they're pushing it like crazy. I'm seeing the commercials all the time for it. Um, yep. the, the internet is exploding anytime we're seeing anything new out of it. And one thing of note, too, that I'm curious of your opinion on, um, up, until, uh, up until the end of the third film, we had been used to the traditional Chucky appearance and everything. Then Bride introduced the whole Stitch appearance. And then we get the curse and we're kind of go back and forth and everything as well. Did you ever have a preference, honestly, between, uh, because a lot of people, a lot of people since Bride of Chucky came out, seemingly have ad uh, adopted the Stitch Chucky appearance. Did you ever have a, uh, like, a preference for whether you prefer the stitch one or just original looking Chucky now. You know, when you have, when you have a really good friend in your life, you see them from all different ways. You see them when they first wake up, you see them when they've gained 15 pounds, you see them when they've lost 20 pounds, you see them when they've been, you know, sickly and tired and you see them when they're full of energy and you see them at all different stages of their life. Chucky is my friend since I'm six years old. Any changes to his appearance have not, uh, made me you know passionate on either side of the fence like I, i'm i love the character so his look to me should change mine mine certainly has i don't look like andy in the first couple of films either uh, and we all change our look but i know i know people are really particular about how the doll looks the, the other side of that too is that you know any mass-produced doll over 30 years wouldn't look the same every year so so you go through some uh, changes. Uh, I love the way he looks in the series. I think he looks great. I think people are really excited about how he looks. It's very reminiscent of how he looked in Child's Play 2, which was completely intentional. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, no, no matter the specifics of his face, uh, he's my friend either way. So I, I'm fine with it. I've, I've liked all of it. I mean, the doll that I personally have is from Cult of Chucky. I love the way he looks there too. So, and it always seems like, and like the character of Andy's had a look over his shoulders, his back, like throughout his life for Chucky showing up, as we saw, you know, uh, in Curse of Chucky there. But with this TV series, a lot of the marketing has been uh, has been understandably towards the new cast of characters and everything in the show there. But you can't help shake that feeling, in my opinion, that this might be a time where Chucky's got to be looking over his back because again, the way that cult was left off with Chucky and Mika and, uh, and, and Tiffany and everything is, is that kind of a feeling that we should be expecting with this is that, yeah, Chucky's causing mayhem and stuff, but you, you got enemies too now, Chucky. I love that. You're so excited about it. And then you're, you're thinking, you're thinking so forward thinking and thinking ahead on what's to come. Um, just let it unfold the way it's going to, you know, um, the, uh, the new characters are critical to the story um, where it is right now and really written well and performed well. And, uh, you know, there, there's all part, all different elements of this story as it unfolds throughout the eight episodes that I think Chucky fans are going to be thrilled and excited about. Uh, so you're just, you're in for a ride and you got to take that ride. Don't, you know, we'll talk about it after the fact. It's coming. Oh man, excited. All right. My last two questions for you. And I've been asking every, every guest on the show here about this. So um, you, uh, 
and there's an easy way for you to put this here as well too. Um, if you were the person in charge of making the decisions for where the Chucky franchise is going next, so you don't have to let anything go that's going on in the TV show, but season one finishes and you know, studio comes up, says, Alex, we're giving you $50 million. You can do what you want with this franchise. In your mind, where would you take this franchise? And it can be outlandish. It can be a real idea, which we will neither be able to confirm or deny there. But if you had control over it, and we're not saying that Don or any of the other people involved in the series previously haven't done a great job. They obviously have. But if you had control, and you had the money coming to you here, where does Chucky go next? I appreciate that question, but I can't, it, where it goes next is I'm calling Don and asking how the fuck am I gonna put up this, <laughs> to do this, you know? I need your help. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's not, that's not up to me to decide where the story goes. Uh, I'm along for the ride with it like you are in a lot of ways. Um, you know, do I have thoughts about how uh, things can be done and what opportunities are here with the story. Sure, Don knows that I'm, uh, he's a friend of mine. So I'm, I'm vocal about things that I think and, and he's always accepting about it um, as long as they're good ideas. And if they're not, then they're not. And, you know, but I, I don't, uh, I'm not a writer on it. I don't have that, you know, all I can do is just go along for the ride and anything that I think is uh, exciting because he's my friend and I talk to him as such that, that, you know, I, I give him my thoughts, but uh, I can't even put myself in the position that he's in to take on this story. I don't want that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's him. That's, uh, that's all him. And I, and I trust uh, completely in, in what he wants to do. So yeah, that's, that's not a, I'll take the $50 million if they want to give it to me, but I'm calling Don, I'll split it with him, I guess. I don't know. That's that's the first time I've heard give of it, give it. Give it to him. Give it to him and let me act in the thing. That's all. That is that is legit the first the first time I've heard an answer like that. And again, man, it's just the the love is like it, like you can really feel that coming out from you. Then like the the close knit bond that y'all have because I mean even something that's like something silly saying oh well, you know Chucky goes fight zombies or something like that and no you're you're like yeah let's get. Like, let's give it to Don. Let's get Don on the phone and try to figure it out. And I think I think that's rare. I, I feel that that's incredibly rare to see from uh, well, something going this long. It's it's rare it's rare to be an actor in a franchise as a eight year old and get taken out to the movies in a really cool blue Alfa Romeo with the really cool hip writer of this film and go out and see Back to the Future with a, a professional writer who wrote a character that you're acting in and you experience that with him at eight years old. And then you grow up and find out that we have a lot of things in common as people and, and uh, as observers of entertainment and uh, as creative people with creative thoughts. So there's a lot of sim similar threads going between the two of us and we're friends. Uh, so it's rare to grow up in that situation. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed to have my involvement in in this franchise, but I'm even more blessed, you know, by the by the friends um, that that's made my life. So. Yeah. And my last question for you: the last two years, especially, have seemingly been huge for horror. Um, and I, we can go back last three or four years with that, but I feel that 
the one genre that has really, really produced and really been successful in these last couple of years is horror. There, there's so many big horror films that have been coming out. We're seeing sequels come out to, you know, old franchises. Like we're getting the Chucky TV series. Halloween Kills is right around the corner and everything too. There's a Day of the Dead TV show. There's, and I know what you did last summer TV show. Dexter's coming back and everything. Yeah, which I know you love Dexter. I, yeah. Uh, which, uh, I don't want to segue, but I, I got a segue there. Um, I need your thoughts on the Dexter finale and what you're hoping from out of out of New Blood now. What are you hoping from from this? Okay. All right. So, um, yes, I'm a huge fan of Dexter. I'm a huge fan of Michael C. Hall. I'm a huge fan of Jeff Lindsay. Um, I, uh, I adore the show. Like every other fan, the last 30 minutes of that show didn't feel right and didn't feel good. And I don't think... I, they set themselves up in a position where they absolutely should have continued the story with something else. And the fact that they're going to is thrilling to me. Um, I have not watched any of the trailers. I don't want to know what's in any of the trailers. I don't need to be convinced to watch the show. I will be there. Uh, I will be there, pulled pork sandwich and all. Um, so yeah, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, it's very, very exciting um whatever they decide to do with it i'm, I'm probably going to be on board and excited i have thoughts i have things that I, I think that they're probably going to do i have things that i could probably confirm with watching the trailer but i, I don't want to uh that's just me i'm not a trailer guy i if it's something that i know that i want to watch i also don't watch the on the next episode of oh. i don't watch those ever wow um, not if it's a show that i want to watch not if it's a show that i know i want to watch i like I like sitting there and letting it all unfold for me. I don't need to be teased into something that I'm already passionate about. So you're you're a non-spoiler person, basically like when a big movie or it's shows um, coming out that you want. Absolutely non-spoiler. Who, who could be a spoiler? Who wants that? Uh, I, the, word, I, the word is spoiled. Do you, do you like, are there some people that like spoiled milk? I mean, it's spoiled, it's ruined. <laughs> you like ruining things for yourselves? That is, oh man, that is okay. It, it's crazy because do you know there are people out there? And I'm not, I don't just mean trailers. And I will say, not watching on the next, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And I love it. But there are people out there that will literally have told me they're fine knowing the entire movie, start to finish, before they see it. And it still doesn't wreck their enjoyment. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I, I think you can go back and do that. I mean, I know I've, some people yeah try to read scripts before they watch something like i that does give you a unique perspective but i think they're maybe more impressed with their status of getting that perspective than they are realizing that they're just jipping themselves of letting it unfold for you the way others intended you know uh i've, I've never been one to try to get something that might maybe isn't even finished got okay. it you know uh Maybe, you know, who knows? I, I don't want to take anything uh, creative from people before they're ready to give it to me. Mm. You know? I, I, I don't see that appealing at all. Like you're, you're, you're kind of intentionally uh, undermining the artistry by doing that. You know, it's saying, saying no, I, I don't want it the way you want to give it to me. I want it the way I want it. And that's making it all about you. And I don't see why anyone wants to do that, not to get too deep on why I think spoilers are ridiculous, but they are, you know? You want to feel it for the first time. Like you want to go in just- I think like, so. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's, you know, I understand you're trying to sell, sell things and marketing is one thing, giving people pieces of things to get them excited about as an option, of course. I mean, I get trailers. I just personally, you know, for something that I'm already a big fan of, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, I don't need it. I don't need, I don't need the excitement. Others who don't, you know, know about it, sure, get them on board. But me personally, I don't want to know anything. Just tell me it's coming. And that's okay. it. As long as it's something I'm familiar with, something new, obviously we got to learn, you know, more. Got to figure something. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, yeah. All right. So to finish it off, like I said, I mentioned horror has been huge these last two years is, is seemingly just dominating everywhere we can look there with it. Um, I'm curious if uh, I'm curious if there's anything you've been watching lately, horror related that you've been really big on. And with Halloween literally right around the corner, um, if there's any big traditions coming up for you that you're about to go into. And that's not me trying to say, oh, you watch, you know, you watch Child's Play every Halloween or anything like that. But um, no, I get you. I got your question. Uh, yes. On to all that stuff. Um, first of all, I, I, I got a house here in Florida that I got two years ago. And we had a really great Halloween party. And last year we didn't have it because of COVID. And this year we're going to have it. I left the weekend open. So I'm, I'm excited for that, for sure. Um, but first of all, to go into this Halloween season this year with a show that I'm currently on, Chucky, and Dexter coming out around the same time uh, is an exciting uh, time of year for me, no doubt. So, but yeah, the, this, this Halloween season is for me like it is every year. It's a bunch of appearances. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to be in... Las Vegas this weekend at Rogue Toys. The following weekend, I'll be at Fright Night Film Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. The weekend after that, I may show up for a world premiere screening of the TV series, the TV show at New York City Comic Con. The weekend after that, I'll be at For the Love of Horror in Manchester, UK. The weekend after that, actually the Thursday after that, I'll be at Everhaunt Haunted House in Buffalo. That following weekend, October 22nd to 24th, I'll be at Spooky Empire in Orlando. And then the weekend after that is the Halloween party. And then the weekend after that, I'll be at in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Hard Rock. And the weekend after that, I'll be at New Jersey Horror Con in Atlantic City. And the weekend after that, I'll be at Days of the Dead in Chicago. So busy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, man. Okay, so yeah, you definitely have an exciting, exciting Halloween season coming up. I really do. I really yeah. do. I want to take a nap just saying all that. <laughs> well, Alex, I appreciate you so much coming on to T-Watch is a Scary Movie and talking a little bit about your life and your experiences with the franchise and the upcoming TV series, Chucky, which debuts on October 12th on both USA and sci-fi alex thank you so much for coming on anything you want to say to all your fans and all the chucky fans out there I, look you know i i thank them all the time because if it weren't for them we wouldn't be able to be doing anything like this and putting out you know a tv series over 30 years into this story um so yeah we're just so excited for for all of us um and i think you're really gonna love the show so yeah and, and then for you dude i mean thank you I, I, I did this uh, interview with you because you were super cool to me when I came out there. Um, and you've always, you've always been, I love your energy. You've got a lot of uh, tangible 
passion for for the horror world and uh you know fans like you keep keep the ball rolling so let me thank you for that thank you man lifelong fan you you've always been kind and and considerate to me and it, it means a lot getting you getting to come on here because you like i mean you and chucky did make a big difference in my life and y'all still <laughs> damn it uh like you guys made such oh, a big geez. difference thank in my you. life and so i it, it means a lot it, it definitely means a lot and i, I really do appreciate that oh, and i got one it means a lot to me and all of us as well so definitely i got one favor to ask there okay. um one of my listeners uh a miss natalie cox uh it's her birthday or her birthday was recently and she is a huge 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 chucky fan now and i was wondering if you might be able to give her a shout out and just make her day now for her natalie see see this is this is how good of a guy you are you you take this moment for yourself and you just sent it over to someone else you move it forward with your positivity and that's how good that is natalie happy birthday i hope it's one of your favorite birthdays yet got a lot of fun tv coming your way folks that is alex vincent alex thank you so much thank you dude